Hello and welcome to Access Hollywood. Uh, today will be the, uh, uh, the the acting edition, and this is actually one of those little pet peeves of mine. Um, uh, depending on who you are, some people say I'm an acting snob, and I don't think I'm an acting snob. I do take it very, very serious, um, and uh, and I care a lot about people being properly trained. And I, I always used to say this when I was playing any of my sports, I was competing on the national team in judo. Uh, I didn't meet somebody on any world stage that said I'm a natural and competed for their country. Never did. Right. They were always trained by professionals. <laughs> Got to work um, I, I, I competed in taekwondo. Never met somebody who was a natural that wasn't trained. They had strength and conditioning coach. They have all kinds of things. Uh, and that's how they kind of got, you know, to be the best in their country and to rep it. And for some reason in acting, I keep running into people who are naturals. And, and I understand what they're saying. They're saying I am naturally um, uh, uh, able to, to, to get into characters and to deliver things. And, um, you know, I, I go order food at the drive-thru in a different accent and, and nobody calls me out. I get it. Yeah. Like you have a, a, a natural talent that still has to be honed. If you're Michael Jordan... You had all kinds of coaches uh, to get you to where you are, and without them, uh, that natural challenge wouldn't wouldn't do all that much. Yeah, I think some people uh, mix not being shy or not having yeah. a fear of be, you know being silly or, or being in front of people as being a natural yeah. at acting, and uh, it's two completely different things. It um, absolutely is, and and that's I think you just used the best analogy that. As good as Michael Jordan was, he still showed up every day for practice. As good as Tom Brady and, is, and, and, and had practicing. a slew of coaches, right? Slew of coaches. <laughs> you can always uh, be better. Yes, absolutely. And and the thing is, if if you are your own coach, you set the limit by by that immediately, right? Um, because you're, you know, you're you. It's like when you're a fighter, they say you can't be the best guy in the gym, uh, and, and these things are true. But uh, let's tackle this right out of the gate. Uh, yes. I want to bring in Jerry Hayes. Uh, who I co-directed a film with, who's been in a slew of my films already, uh, and, and he's somebody I really respect when it, when it comes to the craft of acting, who understands how this works. So uh, here he is, Jerry Hayes. Jerry Hayes. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Good to see you. Uh, we, we, we did the quick intro. I, I kind of said the whole thing about um, a fair amount of people. Um, I, I've never, when I, when I was fighting, nobody came and said, well, I'm a natural and stepped in the cage and fought professional fighters. For some reason, you keep running into all these people who believe that they can deliver truth on screen without training. And, and, uh, and, uh, and today is a little bit for them, but mostly it's for the actors that might not really know, um, how to grow and how to take the next steps to be, uh, truthful and, 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 uh, and, uh, everything else. So if you could, uh, if you could share a little bit with me, uh, your beginnings, uh, I know you were in a theater boy to start, so let's hear it. Yeah. Well, my beginnings were, I had an improv class when I was 12 and I, you know, I grew up on movies. I loved old movies a lot. And uh, I had this improv class, and my mother used to have me do scenes from movies for the neighbors. So I would mm -hmm. act out these scenes from On the Waterfront, Inherit the Wind. <laughs> Dog Day Afternoon was out that year, I remember, and I went, snuck in and saw this. And uh, I really fell in love with this, this 
acting thing, the imagination and, and these circumstances. And I was ready to read a script now, you know, and uh, I was skipping school actually <laughs> to go to the library. And I found an old book on an old actor named Paul Muni because I'd heard mm -hmm. this was a brilliant actor in the old days, mm -hmm. in the 30s and 40s from the Yiddish theater. So I'm learning about, I'm reading about craft. Yeah. And that he actually had a process. Like he was describing creating a role, like baking a cake, putting in certain ingredients. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden you bake the cake for a certain amount of time and it comes out right. I, I was mesmerized that they even had a craft or a process. Yeah. I, I had no clue. I thought you should get up and do it, you know. Mm -hmm. But I said, oh. And then when he explained that it doesn't take away from your natural ability, it, mm -hmm. it allows it to be expressed more often than not. Huh. And then I got into Stanislavski, and, the tr and I started training. Mm -hmm. But I, I was doing plays, and then back then we had uh, electives. Yeah. So I, I had a brilliant teacher, very young, who mm -hmm. was a wonderful, give you freedom and explore improv, breaking down scenes. Mm -hmm. And then I somebody... Uh, an actress just found me from the theater yeah. and put me under her wings and mentored me, and she started to be my weekend mentor, yeah. coaching me. You know what they say, uh, when, the, when the student's ready, the, the teacher will appear. I, I was ready. Yeah. My mother yeah. found me at the <laughs> library, man, because I had skipped, and I felt somebody staring at me. And I said, <laughs> who's staring at me? And I turned around, it was my mother. She says, Jerry, little boys do not skip school to read about That's acting. Funny. They play hooky. I swear to God, that's what she told me. So She, she had says, different worries. Yeah. She's like, no child of mine is going to be an artist. Right? You go be a president, a lawyer. Um, that was my beginning. And then I uh, did play after play after play. I studied. I read hundreds of books. But I made myself a promise to apply whatever I learned to see if. Back then, I didn't know the word instrument. Mm -hmm. But I was basically trying to find out what worked for my instrument yeah. to produce this believable, truthful acting I was seeing in the movies. Mm -hmm. And I think the epiphany I had was in the middle of a scene. I was, let's say I started, I was 12. It was in the middle of a scene. I was 14. And I had heard so many actors talk about, you got to love the process. That's mm -hmm. what will fulfill you is the process. And, you know, like most young actors, you're, you know, you're getting attention and mm -hmm. you're doing well. But there was something more I was hungry for. And the moment I actually heard somebody in a scene mm -hmm. and actually saw his eyes and felt the soul of that person connecting yeah. like yeah. life. I started to feel, oh, I knew wow. the difference right right there. And because as soon as I stopped trying to please the audience, they become engrossed with you. Yeah. So I went back to read the Stanislavski book. Back then it was Actor Prepares. It was very popular. Yep, um, still popular. Then. Still. Still popular. But to understand, you got to be ready mm -hmm. to really understand what he's talking about and what applies to our culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I fell in love with the craft, the art. And I made myself a promise that day that I would respect this thing, mm -hmm. respect the art. I would respect the audience that has to sit through me, whether it's five minutes or an hour yeah. back in those days, um, and myself. And that I knew that this would allow me to express even more by training, too, and applying. Because mm -hmm. knowledge is power, but it's useless if you don't know how to apply it. So everybody, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, plenty yeah. of... Yes. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to be a historian of just, yeah, you know, right. I didn't want to be a theorist. I'm an actor, mm -hmm. you know. I want to be able to do what I'm talking about. And, and I'm true to my instrument, so some things that may work for me may not work for that actor and vice versa. Yeah, I, I want to actually kind of get into that because one of my favorite things about talking acting with you, which mm -hmm. you and I are ridiculous. Like, yeah, we, we talk, you know, <laughs> yeah, we talk uh, acting movies and all life. the time. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and But what I really, really like and respect is that so many people I have met 
mm. are really they pick one and that's that's God one and technique. everything else is off. Like a genre uh, or no, like, uh, like a uh, essentially a they pick an acting coach and their method, yes, right. and then they follow that to the grave. Yeah, and and I've always been like, I think you got to kind of just pick depends. and choose right. what works for you. Uh, and we've talked about this. I'm not a huge fan of emotional recall in certain situations. Um, I don't want to uh, substitute the person I'm across from with, you know, my dying brother and, and, and to be, yes. and to be sad because it, it won't be genuine to the situation. So for me, I have to make it true, but there will be times uh, that you just got to find a way because the scene might start with you crying. Right. So if your scene starts with you crying, you may have to do something to substitute before you go into the scene so that you can start in a place um, of, 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 of being, uh, uh, having a, a different uh, motivation to start yeah, before it turns into where you are now. I, I think I can articulate Yes. It's, it's this. The great divide. Yes. I'm not going to go through <laughs> acting history, you know, because, you know, there are actors who say the character does this and it works for them because mm -hmm. that's how they work. And there's me that say I am the role and that's how I start right there. Mm -hmm. But there's there's differentiations. But the great divide between Stella Adler and Lee Strasberg yep. was her disagreement in the middle of a scene to substitute something from your life. She felt it was just counterproductive mm -hmm. for her. In the middle of a scene. Yeah, I'm you're... working up 30 seconds before and I grab something that had worked for me that I worked on my emotional prep, you know. Okay. Let me explain. So yeah. I think it's yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. I think it's easier. We all have an emotional memory. We have triggers. And I was thinking about this before I came in today. My girlfriend had sent me a, a poem about my uh, that reminded me of my mother, and I started to tear up today. Actually, it was. Mm -hmm. But earlier, I had told her a story. We'd talk about our past, you yeah. know, and the the abuse that went on when I was younger to my mother, and um, it was. It didn't touch me as, I mean, because it's so old, you know, and I kind of, you know. And then she sent me a poem to remind me, it said, The Proud Mama. My mother not, never got to live to see me do all these movies. Mm -hmm. And she was the person, as much as she didn't want me to be the artist, she was number one at the front row. Right. She was the one helping she was with the, the cameraman. She was the cameraman of my first shorts. <laughs> That's awesome. She was the best cameraman of them all. They all sucked. <laughs> she was, she had an eye. She knew. Yeah. And, and she believed I had it to act even though she didn't want me to she couldn't lie to me and say you couldn't act you know and uh but I read that poem and it struck my senses and my emotional memory yeah then I was and all of a sudden I started to well up because it reminded me my senses and the memory reminded me of my mother certain words you see mm -hmm. the next thing I did today by act that I didn't even realize I was walking through uh CVS mm -hmm. and I saw some uh Christmas paper wrapping paper mm -hmm. And there were two rows of paper that reminded me of when I was 10. And I saw the color, the exact design, and I started to remember us wrapping those. And I started to smile. Now, this is an emotional recall. Yeah. We all have this. Yep. The debate is in the middle of a scene, mm -hmm. as it's an emotional moment coming up, mm -hmm. what's wrong with me substituting something else? Okay, it's Lee Strasberg. Mm -hmm. uh, and Boleslavsky, who's taught him, taught this. And Stanislavsky was one that gave it up later, but mm -hmm. went through. Yeah. It was his laboratory. Yep. He was trying new things. Mm -hmm. And uh, for many people, it works. 
Most people are probably not. In the middle of a scene, you're remembering a trigger that worked for you. You were doing your prep on this scene. And you find through your senses, it could have been the dog's hair. It could have been a smell. It could have been something that struck your cord when you were prepping this. And now, as you're building up in the middle of a scene, not the prep, not the emotional prep before a scene starts, that's, that's different. Or it's not. It just depends. <laughs> as you see, this gets sticky. Yeah. For, for my instrument, for me to think about my personal life or something that senses and separate Harley, who's mm-hmm. playing my father... When you're trying to connect. I'm trying to connect to you. Now, the argument will be, well, we're always substituting things that aren't there. That's true. But this feels counterproductive Mm -hmm. to my personal instrument. Mm -hmm. The other way feels better. Even hardly not being there, me using my imagination, strikes me. Mm -hmm. It just works for me. Some people can do the other way. And this is, they call effective memory, emotional recall. But what the, the divide was more in the middle of a scene. Right. When, when you're doing the training, the actor's saying, I don't want to train like this. I, mm-hmm. I can't train like this. Yes, you can, or you're not an actor. Yep. Well, that's silly. Even, even Dustin Hoffman has said, Lee Strasberg said, well, that's a last-ditch tool. Mm-hmm. But he believed in it because we are our own instrument. Where I, I don't. To evoke emotion, I go to the cause. I go to the given circumstances. I go to the other actor or mm-hmm. my imagination if they most of the home. things that we play most of the things yeah. we can imagine, I imagine and fully submerge ourselves in i do you mm-hmm. know and i think it i think most people probably are work this way but there are people mm-hmm. who use that katie katie loves attaching stuff to music then playing music that's uh, transference prep. Yes. yes that's prep now emotional prep is it's a bit different because yes. transference means I thought of what I told you today. It mm-hmm. stirred the essence of that thing. I let it go. I come and I connect to Harley. It just stirred the mood of this And you scene. already right. have that in you. I have that essence that because uh, it's always inherited in me. I don't have mm-hmm. to walk around all day and play Bronson from getting out. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. A lot of people think method acting mm-hmm. is this Jared Leto thing where you're running around like being yes. being the lunatic all day. Yeah, that's, if that's what he needs, I don't need that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I but I'm saying that. But I'm saying method acting yeah. isn't necessarily no, only that. No, not at uh, all. No, and and doesn't really mean that you no. have to be that way at all. No, and I wouldn't. And there are lots of methods. There, <laughs> hey man, the method is whatever works for you. And, mm-hmm. and my that's how I was brought up that the the method is whatever works for you to. to be able to live truthfully in these imaginary given circumstances mm-hmm. and to be able to respond to imaginary stimuli if it's, as if it's I real. It's real. And yeah. Go ahead. Sanford Meisner right there. True. I, I was going to say, for, forgive me if I'm wrong, yeah, but yeah. I, I, you know, looking at acting and, and talking about different coaches and finding your yeah, niche, yeah. I, I've always looked at acting as kind of like a fitness regime. Mm-hmm. Every diet works different for every person. We're all different people. And I would say... If you're wanting to get into acting and you don't like a, a, a style or a method, there's so many different learning paths to continue searching yeah. and find what works for you. And why reject everything? Because I'll right. tell you what, as much as I, I don't do uh, in the middle of a scene, mid-scene emotional recall, I'm really not an emotional, a conscious, we all do emotional recall, yeah. a conscious emotional recall. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to the cause and the source by living truthfully and connecting in these circumstances and allowing it to hit me i'm always preparing and mm-hmm. then i let go and i get in there and i connect and go through it and live it i've always yeah. been like i just throw it away and i live it man yeah that's why i can't yeah you gotta throw the, the the <laughs> prep has to be thrown out throw when you away. walk in you gotta yeah. have your instincts there like life if man, you're thinking man. about lines when you're in front of your oh. scene partner you're in oh. trouble <laughs> so so in general do i have a in general mm-hmm. 
framework, a method that works for me in general? Yeah, it's pretty in general. In particular, it depends on, in my prep, it depends on the role. When I'm acting, yep. I'm connecting, listening, going through it, adapting to the circumstances yep. moment to moment. It's, it's just like uh, if you think about a sport. You're not thinking when you're in the boxing ring. You're reacting, adapting, moving. Like It's the same thing with acting. The prep goes... But this is the sense right. of ease, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we used to be, because, you know, I, I, when I think of my first, those early teachers were more scene study improv, mm-hmm. a lot of breaking down. Which is very important. It's, oh, I don't, uh, I don't. Crucial. Any of my training. Um, I had a teacher from Tisch who, uh, she, she was studying with Mike Nichols and Viola Spolin, who was the mm-hmm. mother of improv, her son Paul Stills, they opened a workshop, and George Morrison. So her influences were people who had studied with Strasbourg too, and it was my teacher's. But I, you know, I didn't use some of that stuff, like relaxation in an uncomfortable chair to get comfortable. I found that the best concentrators were the better actors. But some people feel good about doing their relaxation and finding the tension and releasing it. So I don't downplay them neither because that's what works for them. I just find myself, I get a more of a sense of ease and a freedom of myself and effortlessness when I'm able to connect and focus. So that's where my my instrument personally, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I won't put down. I met Mira Rostanova. Mira was a very famous teacher, never wrote a book. Mm-hmm. And she was Montgomery Cliff's best friend and his personal coach. Okay. I found her in New York. I went to the Museum of Modern Arts. And Mira was old lady by then. I was asking her all these questions about this teacher, <laughs> that teacher, this teacher. I could totally see that. And yeah, I was, I was that curious young man who was very, and Mira Rostanova, one of my favorite, Montgomery Cliff in the 50s and Brando were just brilliant. And, uh, but I knew she knew him, and I knew she was on all those movies, I confess, mm-hmm. from here to eternity. So we were talking, and she says, Jerry, first, I don't want to put down any of those other teachers' ways because they have their students, and it worked for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she goes, but I'm an old lady now. You came to find me. Mm-hmm. What can I give you if I died tomorrow? It would help you and enrich you. That's what I'd like to know right now. She's old Russian. Woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you knew Montgomery Cliff. What made him great? I was young. I didn't know. Yeah. That was my question. What made him great? She goes, I know that. He was born with a lot of raw talent, and he worked harder on his craft than anybody I ever met. Yeah. Both. We just talked about Michael Jordan. First in the gym, last yes, one so out. We were, we were just you know what I mean? Yeah, like that, that's the guy with the most talent who's probably played basketball, you can argue now with some of the other ones, but yeah. I'd still say right now he's probably still, still the king. Yes. Uh, and, and he worked harder than all of them. He just, it's, 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 but the working hard is in your preparation. Now you got to mm-hmm. let it go. Mm-hmm. And then you got to get in there and just, Trust your instinct. Trust your instinct. Yeah, you have yes. to, because mm. you you can't look like an actor acting, or you're doing it wrong. You right. know? Yeah, I mean, if you look like you're act- <laughs> if you look and sound like you're acting, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I mean, right. I think, and this is the thing I think that's it's not taught much is that we all anybody that's a good actor, you, you have a similar goal, I hope, or one that hopes to become a good actor, mm-hmm. that you don't want to seem like you're acting. Right. You want to be the role. And whether you want to say the character does this, does that, or you want to start off saying I am, which is where I work from, mm-hmm. I am. Um, that's just my place. And I tend to want to be more, re- I feel more free revealing the role. Mm-hmm. Some people feel like it's more freeing to hide behind this mask. And there's people that work that way psychologically. Yeah. Um, it depends, you know, whatever you dig, it's yours. You know? yeah. um, for me, well, you- I... You read on like Heath Ledger that mm-hmm. that was one of the big things of, of doing the Joker, where mm-hmm. it was very uncomfortable for him to be in front of people and being that eccentric of a character. I remember mm-hmm. there was a, a quick story of uh, on the Dark Knight Returns when mm-hmm. he uh, is trying to find 
Har- Harvey Dent. Yeah. And he comes into Bruce Wayne's party. Mm. They had told they didn't tell him how many people were going to be in the room, and they said like he had a panic attack because when the doors opened, that was the first time he saw the group of people. Oh. And they pulled his coaching, you know, his acting coach had to pull him aside and say, "These people are your toys. Like they're not, you know, don't don't let the room fool you." You mm-hmm. own this run, and yeah. all of that where he's grabbing the glasses, like he said, mm-hmm. he just let loose, and you know when he's walking that room and owning it. It's, yeah, but you're right. Like he, he, they said throughout the whole process, he he felt more comfortable hiding behind the some characters. people psychologically. Me, I, I, I find it more. It's more cathartic where I reveal, I shelf what's not needed, and let you just pluck out of me whatever you need. I, I just mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. like a sacrifice of some sort, where whatever you need, just take it out of me and shelf what you don't. You know? Yeah, and, <laughs> and this should equal the role. You know, um, yeah. that's just the way, you know. But in the end, we're all trying to get to living truthfully in these imaginary given yep. circumstances. Yep. I mean, as much as it sounds cliche, you are. It is. It is where you're going. Yeah. And you're trying to find a moment of truth. Because acting in film is acting in pieces. Yep. And you're just trying to find this one moment of truth that's so interesting and memorable and lifelike. And that's where you're going for, just to get this thing in there on film. And you get to live it. You get to go through it and live it. And experience yeah. being this role in these circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go I want to turn the table a little bit because yeah. uh, because of the fact that you are an actor who sometimes directs. True. Um, I would like to kind of hear your thoughts on uh, a little bit of uh, uh, maybe set etiquette and may, a little bit of maybe about how you feel. Because uh, an, uh, an actors actors are sensitive beings. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and you've been on sets where. Somebody tried to uh, get it out of you with a hammer, uh, and, and <laughs> so so. Just give me some thoughts on on how to communicate with an actor. Uh, I mean, it's not going to fit everyone, anyways. But but some thoughts on that, and and maybe some newer actors give them some ideas yeah. of some ed- set etiquette when they you know show up on sets the first few times. They might be at a less professional set, and they could get really relaxed, and then they show up at a professional set and act that same way. And it don't work. So just give me some thoughts. That's interesting you say that because when you say that word professional, I, I, I think you should be professional if there's no budget. Yep. And professionalism starts with your attitude. Mm-hmm. And I think a respect for what you're doing, the craft, the art, a respect for your peers you're working with, mm-hmm. a respect for the audience, a respect for yourself. And you should take it and treat it professionally. I don't care if there's no budget. Well, in my I, I agree. Fundamentally, if you agree to a job, if it's zero dollars or a million dollars, you should deliver. That's that's because yeah. Why, why are you there? If not? Yeah, I mean, I mean you're other, all there for a other, I, I, But I've heard people who don't take it serious because there was no money attached, and it's like it's wrong. You don't get it. Yeah, uh, I've I've worked my way up a lot of ladders in the corporate world. You have to do the job before you get the job. I can just just I'll leave it with that. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know well, why I get. Again, when we talk techniques and mm-hmm. we talk all this, this is my opinion, mm-hmm. and it's I'm entitled to my opinion. Other, so I'm not mm-hmm. trying to shove anything down anybody's throat. But I do believe, in general, the better the better performances and the better acting and the better experience and the more joy you're going to get out of it is to start with the respect and a professional attitude. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean stuffy and too serious. It, it just means taking it that it's important. Art right. is, yeah. Art is important. And I think it starts with this. Imagine, imagine a, day. a world. Yeah, yeah, imagine a day. Take all your paintings off the wall. Take all your records. No such thing as records or CDs. Ooh. No such thing as CDs. No such thing as TV. I just want to paint everybody's imagination. There's no such thing as TV. There's no music. There's no choice in your clothing. 
There's no choice in houses. They're boxes, huts. Your clothing is leaves. Everybody looks the same, cookie cutter. There's no art, no books, no paintings. Take that away. Oh, People yeah. who aren't artists don't feel expressed. So we're here to help them express themselves right. in some way. Yeah. Put it all back and look at how alive our world becomes and our choices of songs, our choices of appreciation. They're ex- us, artists. Yeah. We're expressing by me living in a scene and going through it and living it, the audience is glued and watching you go through it. If you're and they just get a part of it. They're, they're part of it. You're watching James Bond, but you're experiencing James Bond going through it. Right. But if he Steve stops in the movie and is kind of posing and showing off and trying and starts actoring and starts <laughs> sounding like an actor, all of a sudden you're going, I'm going to pee, honey. And I'm going to <laughs> yeah, you eat the popcorn. I'll be back. He comes back a half hour later because you haven't sucked him in. You haven't done yeah. your job. Right. Like Brando wants to, man, I want this. I feel the same way, man. I don't want you to grab your freaking popcorn. I want you to be. What's he going to do next? What's, yes. I don't know mm-hmm. what he's going to do. What's going to do? What's the, you know, don't know. Yeah. I believe that. I yeah. do because that's you going through it. And now they're, you know, it's sharing. It's community. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for when it's community? It's both. It's a, it's a communion yeah. of sorts with the yeah. audience and you. Yeah. And you're caring it's, for it's, them by ignoring it's, them. It's like a rock concert. Yes. The, the difference is Mick Jagger's connecting to the audience and singing the song. Mm-hmm. Where me, I got to twist and turn to my partner in order for you to pay attention to me, the audience. But mm-hmm. if I don't connect to you and start listening to you and talking to you, noticing you, if I start going, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Are you listening? Yeah, yes. well, they can't pay attention to that. It's not Saturday Night Live, yeah. you know? Um, anyways, your original yeah. question, Etiquette. Yeah. Um, can you read it? I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, just... I just kind of want to get an idea of you know, I'm an actor. I show up on set okay. first day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's say there was no table read, uh, first time Which film yes. filmmaker, yes, uh, no rehearsals. I show up on set. I'm there a little bit early uh, because I, I know how to be a professional. Okay. Uh, so start there. What should I do? Here, here's where I'd say if you never did a film or if you've done film, mm-hmm. I would say this. Because in the theater, you're, you get, you know, three rehearsals a week, man. Yep. So you've heard your partner talk. You've connected. You've blocked. You've done all this stuff for a month or two, probably two months in the theater. Now you come to film, and you never did film, and you get what's called a table. We were all sitting around the table. We're going to read. Yep. If you're lucky nowadays. It's, it's really, I got to act should like. get a few of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. If you're lucky, you get one. And you gotta, I got to come in and act like you're my wife. And like I've known you for 20 years, and I've never heard your voice before. So how do we achieve that? You need the etiquette, as he's mm-hmm. talking about. Okay. You grab your partner, go to the corner, and run some lines, because you never heard him speak. The ones who say, I'm good, 99% of the time, they are <laughs> They're good. Not good. They're not. They always That's think the they know their lines. Yeah. It's hilarious because the ones I'm that good. Don't, the ones that don't want to run lines, <laughs> and you need to run lines. So I look at, and I always say, well, I'm not good. And, and I know I know my, you know, but I go, I'm not good. And I said, don't, you know, don't, don't give any emotion or whatever. And I know, because I don't want to intrude on their method. They might want to be instinctive when they yep. call action. Mm-hmm. But I need to run those lines because I want to hear your voice. Mm-hmm. And, uh. And here's the framework. It's it's you. Call, it's old school. It's um, block it, light it, and shoot it. Block it, light it, and shoot it. Mm-hmm. So basically, just before block it, light it, and shoot it. Okay. So mm-hmm. block it is considered in film. We act in pieces, so we rehearse in pieces. So we're gonna block it, which is a mini rehearsal and, and blocking. Where the camera mm-hmm. director's following you around, going, "Oh yeah, right there, right there. Put it, yeah, right there. Real looks real. Put it, put the tape down." But we're running lines. 
So we're getting a little rehearsal again after the rehearsal when we were in another room if the guy was, you know, open enough to run some lines with you. And right. hopefully he did. He wasn't a uh, hopefully. <laughs> on our, on our, we're yep. very, we like, we make sure people go do that and give yeah. people the courtesy of running some lines. Yeah. And if we see them not do it, we usually shoo them off to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Even, I mean, you don't have to give all your emotion, but get in there and run lines, you know, because, you know, you're going to help, you know, you can keep it. There's no, you're not going to lose anything in any repetition. No right. magic no. is going to be gone. This is such a myth. Yeah, maybe if you go at full speed. Yeah. Or, you know, but yeah. That's, that, that's not necessary either. I'm, I'm an actor. I, sh- I should be able to reproduce this thing. Isn't mm-hmm. that the one moment and I can't do it again? Yeah. Well, well there's where you need <laughs> to go to training. Imagine if that with cars. Yeah. I, mean, I can only make one car. Yeah, go back and get some rehearsal. training. We are trying to capture the best of these takes, of course. That's mm-hmm. what we're trying to capture. But surely I can reproduce this. Yeah. I mean, there's a framework. But every moment has its own worth. Yeah. So in between that framework of producing this, there's going to be wonderful, unique moments. And yes, you could have lost it in rehearsal. And that time at home when you were running with Harley was your best moment, but yep. nobody had a camera on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm being it real. No, I it guess, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I know that's true. Yeah. So I'm not going to Absolutely. worry about that. I'm right. not. I'd rather get. So this. let's break this down. So first thing you do mm-hmm. after you check in with the first AD and let them know that you're there. Find is, my partner. Yeah. If find your partner. Run lines, run some lines. Uh, and so that you're comfortable with them and so that you right. can kind of get into it and then probably walk around and mumble them to yourself for a little bit. That's, that, <laughs> no, that's yeah, me. Seriously. And the more emotional I the like role, it. the less I want to talk to somebody probably. And we mm-hmm. talked about this. Yeah, that's another good set etiquette. A, don't talk to the actors when they're prepping. Don't let talk them to them. Approach you. Yeah, yeah, let them approach you if they feel like it. Yeah. There are some people that if you talk to them while they're prepping, yeah, they will be very unhappy with you. Their, their instrument, they're very sensitive. And but but it depends on the scene for me. It, yep. It I, if if I'm up next, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk. I right. want to talk yeah. to my partner and the mm-hmm. director. Yep. But if somebody brought me, this is indie sets. See, uh, yeah, some sets aren't like this. They'll bring in on time, and there's mm-hmm. nobody really waiting mm-hmm. for the scene down the road four mm-hmm. hours. Yeah, uh, some indie sets are like that. You'll mm-hmm. be there, and they didn't schedule properly, so your scene isn't next. So right. it's mm-hmm. kind of a hard thing to judge, and you're just you, sitting around. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's where the hard judgment call comes in for people. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. hard to judge that. Um, so I'm understanding, but but this is what he's saying is mm-hmm. true. I'm trying to focus on what's coming up and get my soul stirred basically is the better the best way mm-hmm. I can. I'm trying to stir my soul my stir my soul to be focused cuz focus is everything yeah. to be able to be present fully mm-hmm. in the scene you're in it's everything yeah. I, I think it's your imagination is first mm-hmm. and then your ability to focus and concentrate to be free of yourself to be there present mm-hmm. going through it and living it in the moment. This, yeah. in the moment to yeah. moment, just like a basketball game, moment to moment. Yeah. You don't know he's coming that way, you go that way. He's coming that way, go that way. Yep. There's there's a framework, there's the lines, there's the there's the hit your mark, here's the lines, but there's there's intonations and nuances, mm-hmm. moment yeah. to moment. And the director's hoping he captures that. And you you trust him so much, you hope him and the cinematographer capture this and the sound man and everybody. Everybody's important. Yeah. So so I hope. Did I answer? Yeah, no, I think you definitely did. Uh, we are completely up against uh, this. This has been uh, oh man, went so I was fast. Getting into this, I yeah. Don't, well, I don't we know. we obviously <laughs> going to talk more acting, but I would love uh, if you have a summation, if you have a a thing that you think uh, somebody let listen to me today. What do I want them to walk away with? Uh, an aspiring actor that maybe haven't really found their Some way. Words yet. of wisdom. Yeah, my words of wisdom. Your nugget of uh, like here. True wisdom is to be aware of one's lack of wisdom. 
Yeah. Love it. Amen. Yeah, Denial like is not that. just a, no. a river in Egypt. And tra- <laughs> training will not take away. Don't be afraid because you have to believe in yourself. You have to be confident. It's okay to fall down. You can't be perfect at every little moment. Yeah. When you're tra- Training is to fall down and succeed both. Mm-hmm. So when you get in there, you've bumped your head enough, and you just it's, it's going to allow you to be, it's called the conscious to the subconscious. We're trying to create an atmosphere for inspiration to happen more often than not. Mm-hmm. And if all I was to do is rely on my natural talent, I'm telling you there's some things I would have never done without training. Yeah. Yeah. And it allowed my natural talent to be free. I hope that makes sense. It does. I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, uh, Jerry. Say, thank, you, say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bill Kenny is saying hello to you. Uh, he's oh, watching the show live. So if you want to say Bill, hi back Bill, to There's for Bill. Bill. I love you, Bill. <laughs> I love all He's of you. He's somebody who has uh, grown a lot. Very, oh, very good. Rose talk again, about uh, training. Uh, thank you. That's that awesome. They're enjoying the show right now. This is great advice. And people are really appreciating that. I hope so. Well, I think we should have charged for this you. episode. Oh, right. I think we... <laughs> I love... Where's the camera yeah. so I can tell them? Right, right over here. Right there. I love you all. Thank you for watching. I love Harley. And nice to meet you. It was you. nice You're to meet you. Too. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jerry. Thank, thank you so much for coming out. Oh, that was really good. I, I knew that this would make a big difference because when people really get it and when they see what acting is all about, that man was just on fire. Yes. That's the That's passion amazing. about acting and how much he cares and everything else. And here's somebody else that I absolutely yes. respect and love. Uh, she's fantastic. This is my wife, Susan Song. No, I mean, uh, this is, uh, uh, you're in that chair. <laughs> you two know each uh, other. Yes. No. Uh, <laughs> So we'll we'll give her some applause. And then come up. Uh, Aphrodite has uh, uh, worked with me on a bunch of films, and I've seen her. Actually, the first time I saw her was in Robert Butler's uh, uh, The Spirit of Isabel, and, and, and it blew my mind. It is still, to this day, probably the best short film I have ever seen. So anybody who hasn't seen that film, uh, uh, the spirit of Isabel, and uh, and um, it 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 made me seek out Rob, and it made me chase her. Uh, so so uh, that, that's not that's, creepy. No, no, no. no but, <laughs> but I'm saying that's very 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 talented uh, and 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 trained actress who who I had the pleasure of working with and who I've learned a lot from. So I really I, I really wanted to share some words of wisdoms with uh, uh, with you, with with all these aspiring actors, especially in Michigan, because it's a tough state. Yeah. Um, we, we've, when we had the incentives, they didn't hire us to act. Uh, they hire people to be extras. Uh, <laughs> and when we didn't have the uh, incentives, we were unfortunately a terrible state for film. So to find people who uh, really do this uh, to that degree of professionalism and talent um, is is incredible. So I'm happy that you're in Michigan, even though sometimes you're probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, Michigan's always going to be my home. You want to pull that mic a little closer? It's coffee talk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, can you share a little bit your story? So um, how I started. Out? Yeah. What got you involved well, in the acting? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, you'd <laughs> think it would be because my grandfather was an actor. Uh, he was a really well-known Macedonian actor. I watched him perform as a child, mm-hmm. um, but I had no interest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't even, it wasn't really on my radar at all, even though it was around me. 
Yeah. Um, what was that first thing that you chose to do? Because that's funny to me now. Like, what do you mean? Uh, what, what were you before you were an actor? Oh, yeah. Well, I was a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Right, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah, I was, um, I was going to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, my father was a doctor. The, the son of the actor was a doctor. Mm. He was a psychiatrist, however, and was always had quite a, quite a flair for the, dr the drama. <laughs> um, and I imagine that my, my dad would have been a great actor as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it just wasn't, you know, I was a very, you know, studious child. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, did my homework, did my math, did my science, and it, it was pretty much... yeah. I never questioned it. I never really thought about any other options, you know? Yeah. I was uh, really into hair metal as a child. Oh. So I loved Motley Crue. And still I, do. Yeah, still do. <laughs> I and I was just a, announced its horror. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I, you know, I, it just wasn't, you know, I loved art, and mm -hmm. my father always uh, exposed me to it and uh, made me read books and all that, and he was very into literature and film, but it wasn't... Um, it was never a career yeah. or even a So what turned you? What uh, what inspired <gasps> you to change? Because that's a, that's a pretty big a, contrast. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. And, and, and they weren't, my parents were not happy about it. It was, <laughs> yeah. yeah it Be was a broke what, actor instead of a, I'm a you know what I mean? I'm a broke actor, yeah. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so I, I, you know, went to high school and then got into college, went to U of M and was getting a degree in molecular bio and English. And then I, you know... Um, like, should I go to med school? No, I'm going to go get my master's in toxicology. <laughs> I did that, and then I got accepted to the Ph.D. program wow. in toxicology. Mm -hmm. So I was starting that. I was teaching. Typical beginnings of an actor. Typical yeah. beginnings <laughs> of an actor, you know, teaching <laughs> chemistry. And um, I uh, started to ask a friend of mine about acting. I don't know why. Um, mm. His name was Alex Frank. Mm -hmm. And he, he passed away uh, maybe like oh, a while ago, but mm -hmm. uh, he was the son of a news anchor. I think it was Channel 4, mm -hmm. uh, the same name. And uh, he was a really cool kid. We knew each other in high school, and he was getting into, involved in acting. And I said, you know, Al, how do I, how do, I do this? And he's like, you know, I'll, I'll let you know when, when there are some auditions and... Uh, yeah, you should go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Tell me when. It's usually how when. it works. Yeah. Show up at MPI and audition. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. MPI. That's where we all began. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was about when, you know, the first year of my PhD program was about when 8 Mile was starting to film. Oh, okay. And I was actually, um, yeah, and I had no, no acting skills, no nothing. And he goes, hey, Fro, that's what he... He called me Fro. A lot of people call me yeah. Fro. Yeah. Um, you know, there's an audition for uh, Eight Mile. Uh, you should go. It's an open call. Uh, no, Al, I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> so I passed on it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a couple weeks later, I'm like, man, I should have gone. I, I started to look in the back of the Metro Times, and there were <laughs> little acting uh, audition ads in the back. And I found one for uh, an indie film. I think it was called Junk. I don't think it ever got finished. Like um, most of them. Like most of them. <laughs> but, I mean, I didn't know any better. Yeah. And uh, I went to the audition and got cast as a junkie. And I had no experience whatsoever. It just kind of happened. It clicked. I said, oh, my God, I got to 
I got to start doing more of this. Mm-hmm. So I did do my, I filmed all my scenes and everything without mm-hmm. any kind of background wow. in acting. It went really well, yeah. felt really natural. And then uh, I started to seek out training. Mm-hmm. And I trained with Rich Gotiri. Yeah. And he had a little place called the Michigan Actors Studio, Studio at one point. Yeah. But now it's yeah. Rich uh, Gotiri Creative Arts. Yeah, yeah Gotiri Creative Arts. Creative Arts. Yeah. Uh, but he was my first actor. Or they still teacher. do a really good job. He's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, they're, they're, I mean, definitely is something that I can wholeheartedly plug. If you're in Michigan, that's yeah, a great place that's to the see. Guy. Yeah. Where is that located? I uh, see Royal Local Ferndale. He's in Ferndale. Ferndale, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, right, right in the heart of Ferndale. Yeah. It, it, they have a Facebook page. So, yeah. Uh, Gotieri, G O T E R I. Yep. Uh, Creative Arts. Yep. And I believe it's right next door to the Emory. And, and the they, they do theater and film, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah, there's a difference, but but I love when an actor can hold a scene all the way through if we have to. I think that's one of the skills. Because you and I talked about that. Yeah, that, yeah. that being a theater actor, which is what I began, even though I, I did a bunch of indie films mm-hmm. that didn't pay me anything. Yep. I just did it for free. Yep. And then I started to audition for theater and quickly went into the professional theater realm mm-hmm. and became an equity uh, stage actor, which is the equivalent of SAG mm-hmm. for okay. theater. Um, and uh, yeah, like the, the, the skill that, that theater teaches you is the ability to carry the scene all the way to the end. Yep. So without no cuts. stops. Yeah. Yep. No, do you no, f- no cuts, resets. St- yeah. No reset. All, yep. Yeah. <laughs> do you find it tricky uh, from theater to film when you lose that? the reaction of the crowd because i hear that's always kind of the tricky process when you go from theater to film that you you don't get that immediate reaction from mm-hmm. a crowd watching yeah well you know it's it's almost the same thing um it's just two different things they're two different animals but the same thing so like with the the stage you have the stage the actors and then you have your audience mm-hmm. and the audience does create an energy yeah. that mm-hmm. does they're a part they're a part of it, but they're never, you know, it's not like you, you don't play to the audience no. ever. No. You feel the audience. Right. Mm-hmm. But you don't, I, I don't see that. Their usually. energy is a part. Yeah, the energy, it. and it, it does affect you, and you mm-hmm. do notice the laughs, and you do have to pause and mm-hmm. recognize certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, with film, on a film set, mm-hmm. you've got a crew, and it's almost the same thing. A little bit. You've still got a tiny yeah. little, you've got your cast, which is like the stage. Mm-hmm. And then you're surrounded by like 50 people, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're all kind of, even though their, their um, energy is to kind of guide your performance, to light you, mm-hmm. to make you sound good. Yeah. Um, they still have an energy too. I think, yeah, they do. You know, I, I agree. I mean, I, I can say that we've been on sets together where I know you've shot the scene, you're all done. Mm-hmm. And somebody will walk up afterwards and be like, wow, that was amazing. I love that. And, 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 and yeah. give you that feedback, which is that audience type of feedback, Yeah, you know, and that's great. Yeah. Just don't do it in the middle of don't, the, don't, don't do it in the middle. <laughs> that's, I, I gotta say that we were talking about set etiquette. Yes. Um, yes. If, if we're shooting a scene and we're in the middle of this and you're the gaffer, mm-hmm. don't walk up and say, that was awesome. Right. Uh, 
because you don't continue. know if that was awesome. Uh, and, and the director may want something different, and now you've plugged it into the, their head that that was awesome. Oh, okay, yeah. Not good. Yeah, I, I personally don't like to hear from people. Yeah, I mean, while, most while actors, the director's voice should be the only voice that yeah. they hear. Most actors. Yeah, because it honestly, like, somebody says, good job, I whatever dude <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and not offensive care. yeah it's not, a, it's not, it's not, not offensive a, just I, I don't it's no room for that one. in my head at the moment yeah. yes yeah. i agree with that yeah. yeah i don't take that in no so how did you uh, uh you started doing the indie films you went in the theater uh-huh. how do you uh, was it mainly through classes as far as honing your craft uh was it something she's through, had some amazing acting through coaches. the process i'd, I'd love some not necessarily name dropping, but uh, but kind but of. but I yeah I don't a little mind bit. Name I mean, dropping these people. yeah, I mean they're yeah amazing. Um, I mean Rich, obviously Rich Kateri yeah. was number one, mm-hmm. um, and he he introduced me to the method, uh, Strasbourg method. Yep, and uh, it you know I'm not sure if you guys discussed this already, but it's it basically hones your senses. So you start by recreating a cup of coffee, and all of the senses that come mm-hmm. along with drinking a cup of coffee. You smell it, you feel it, you create an imaginary cup mm-hmm. of coffee in your hands, even though you're not really holding one, but you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you move on to like taste, like sweet and sour. And then it grows. It becomes, mm-hmm. you know, um, it turns into something like a, a private moment mm-hmm. where you're doing something that you would be doing by yourself when no one is watching. Kind of intimate. But to do it around people. Yeah. Um, so... He took me through that. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and then there's something called an effective memory, which is one of the ways that you mm-hmm. can reach a heightened emotional state mm-hmm. if necessary. Yeah. On on camera, especially. Yeah. But also on uh, on stage. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So he took me. I took classes with him for maybe a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got pretty busy in theater, so I yeah. couldn't take as many classes. So I ended up working on stage a bunch. Um, I moved out to the East Coast, and I, <laughs> this is a silly story, um, I'm a huge Mickey Rourke fan. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I, I was like, God, what did Mickey Rourke do? You know, so I, I mm-hmm. went online, and I looked up his history and how he found his, his teacher and who it was, and he trained with someone called, uh, uh, her name is Seacat, last name? Yeah, and she was a dream. She worked, did the dream work, um, which is kind of an offshoot of of Strasberg's method mm-hmm. in okay. a way. Um, but the one of her um, the people that she trained was Elizabeth Kemp, mm-hmm. and Elizabeth Kemp was my coach. I found her because I was into Mickey Rourke, and I reached out to the <laughs> so funny. You know, I reached great. out to the Actors Studio in New York, and I messaged them. I said, "Do you have anybody that that teaches method that coaches?" Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, you want someone from New York? You want someone from L.A.? I said, I don't care. I'll mm-hmm. go wherever. I mm-hmm. just want a good coach. Yeah. And they, well, we'll, we'll send your info along to uh, someone. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell me who. And uh, she'll reach out to you if she's interested. And mm-hmm. she, sure enough, I got a message back from Elizabeth. And uh, she was like, tell me about yourself. Wow, this is, she, we kind of bonded a bit. Yeah. And um, she said, come come over oh Mm -hmm. so i went to her apartment and at the time i was screen testing for a movie out in la Mm. and i needed a coach for that 
and uh, she guided me through the whole script. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she's she taught um, she taught Harvey Keitel. Yeah. I mean, she she's trained a lot of yeah. Uh, who are the people like Bradley Cooper? Is one of her. Yeah, I'm, her I, when she stories. passed, and you were posting about it and yeah. looking at her page to see how many people were so touched by her and how many people were, uh, you know, honestly devastated with the loss. Uh, sudden, yeah. sudden. Well, I guess it, it was her little secret, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but but she made a huge. She was incredibly impactful, and and it felt I, I felt from seeing and reading everything that she loved. She just took people in, took them under her wing, and just uh, gave relentlessly. Yeah, and it it reminds me. It'll. This is an anecdote from class. Mm-hmm. One of the first classes I took with her. Um, so she, she coached privately, mm-hmm. and we would work intensively for hours. And then on Sundays, she would hold church. Um, and that was, she would teach a class kind of like they teach at the studio. Mm-hmm. It's a group class. Everybody's working on their sense memory exercises. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, you know, four hours every Sunday at this mm-hmm. church in New York. And uh, I showed up for my first class, and she said, prepare a private moment for your character. Mm-hmm said okay um i'll do that and i you know i i prepared it and um you know created a moment for this character that i thought was appropriate and you know this is the the difference so in in rich's class we did private moments Mm -hmm. but we were all working simultaneously Mm -hmm. and so nobody was watching you except for rich Mm -hmm. everybody was doing their work uh, when I showed up for Elizabeth's class, I had that same idea in mind. I said, yeah. okay, yeah, I'm going to be working on my own on this private moment. And she walks up to me. She goes, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I go, I'm, I'm going to do my private moment. She's like, you're not going to do it. Here, get up on stage. Oh, yeah. You're going to do this in front of the class. And I go, I thought, it, I thought, I thought this was private. Yeah. She goes. It is to you. Yeah. <laughs> she goes. That's the price. That's the price. And I will never forget that. Wow. That was what you have to put. That's the blood you have to leave on the floor. Yeah. You know, and it's true. And that was like a breakthrough moment for me. Yeah. To be able to be private mm-hmm. in front of, and it was different than being on oh, stage. Oh, because this is this was the, This is what helped me on film. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where you, you actually, you're just being, you're not even acting. Like mm-hmm. you're just being doing something in private, but everybody's watching you. And yeah. you just, she lets you go through the moment and then wherever it takes you. Wow. Wow. You know, that's great. And you never, you know, you might have like an ABC for how that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, like say you're recreating a moment that your, your father passed away and you'll say, okay, well, I'm going to start with the phone call. Mm-hmm. I'm receiving a phone call. There's a doctor or whoever telling mm-hmm. me that my dad passed away. I react. That's the private mm-hmm. moment, the reaction. Mm-hmm. But where that takes you, like the roller yeah. coaster that you go on mm-hmm. after you get the phone call. Sometimes you might be even more true in that moment than you were in the real moment because yeah. uh, you're limited by a lot of things and you're trying to stuff it down. Yeah. Uh, and here now you have to live it. You live it and yeah. you put the phone down and then maybe you just sit there. Yeah. And then maybe she'll say, 
something like that will just kind of push you in another direction mm-hmm. but she was so good at that like she yeah. just kind of sent you on this little ride through that moment i and wish more of those great acting coaches did a video of their sessions because yeah. i've watched now i i probably worn the dvd down but i i have sanford meisner's coaching yeah. in new york and and he is so first of all he's really rough on them uh, yeah. He is hard on them because he wants excellence and pretty much it's shit or get off the pot. Uh, and, and you don't need to be here if you're just going to take up space. And I, I respect that because as a martial artist, yeah. I'm used to that. Um, I am too. I, I mean, I liked it. Yeah. I almost it, liked it. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing because it also makes you. It's like a coach. Yeah. It's yeah. like, all right, I'm going to, you know. But she, I mean, she was, she was tough and she was all equally as loving. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know you could cry and fall, you know, fall apart in her arms at yep. the same time. Yeah, right. But but she wanted you yeah. to become the best actress you ever could. Yeah, I mean she would she would hold these workshops up in Woodstock, New York, mm-hmm. and it was an intensive like seven to seven day workshop oh, where you were working from morning to night, yeah. morning oh. to night on one character, and you become the character by the end of it. Yeah, and you could pick anybody you wanted to be, mm-hmm. or it could be somebody that you were actually working on the script yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you wanted to like one year I played Janice Joplin. Wow. Yeah. And you know, it's, <laughs> I'll share a story, a bad yeah. actor story for you. <laughs> um, so Janice Joplin was an alcoholic. I mean, she, she drank a lot. Yeah. She loved her SoCo and <laughs> I, you know, was drinking SoCo that week, you know, all the time. And I showed up for one of the sessions having had some SoCo. And she figured it out. Like, she smelt it on my breath. Mm-hmm. And during, like, we would do this. It's hard to explain mm-hmm. what we did in class or what we did in these workshops. But she smelled it. She, she just reamed me in front of the entire class. Yeah. And we were, like, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then she was like, that's the, ug- that's the ugly side of, <laughs> of, of taking the method a little too far. Taking it too far, yeah. yeah. And you can't, and you have to, uh, you have to figure. You that have to out. remain in control. And that's a tricky, tricky place. Yeah, very much so. And I still struggle. And thank I God still for do. coaches. Oh thank God, God, yeah, for her, you know? yeah. The coaches and directors have to save you half of the time. Half the time, because you, yeah, because yeah, you're, you're you're drowning in your character while on set, and then you have to detach from it. I remember. Uh, uh, after we wrapped the original Bennett song, yeah. wrapping Bennett's song, and then we had to go back and shoot a scene. And and we lived in this family. Mm-hmm. It was so real. We were so, it was all real. Uh, and and then you have you go home and you have to somehow strip this off of you and then come back and do it again. So when we wrapped, it was so bittersweet because we, we do all these thrillers and everything else, and it's, it's, it's not quite as, you know, Getting out Warm. of your character, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- this one was the place that I loved being. So, like, you have to strip that off of you. And then we find out that we had uh, partial footage missing and we have to go back and shoot a scene. I had already killed Cole. Uh, you know what I mean? And here we had to go back again. And then they and were Cole, like, well, we Cole found... Cole was the dad yes, in, I saw... in the movie. Yes. Uh, thankfully, we did not have to run our lines again. They had all of we our stuff. We didn't really kill him. Thank God. <laughs> yes. And we didn't really kill Cole. There's a sequel. And that, uh, I'll be honest with you. That was tricky for me. I remember expressing that to you. You weren't as concerned as me at all. About killing doing, Cole. No, doing the sequel and, and being Susan and Cole again. 
Yeah. That yeah. was pretty interesting. It, I mean, because it felt really natural. Some some characters you just fall into, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's I was, just... I was going to ask that because you guys have done some suspense movies. You've got yeah. the Bennett songs. Uh, do you find some of those not necessarily easier, but where you, like you say, you fall more natural into and, and enjoy? Like, is there a certain genre or style like that that you feel come more naturally? Most comfortable in? Um, I feel most comfortable in drama, I think. Mm-hmm. Like... Rob's films, I'm pretty mm-hmm. dramatic in, but mm-hmm. Bennett's song also. Yeah. That was that was an interesting time for me because yeah. I um I just lost my father. Mm-hmm. I just moved back to Michigan, and I was doing a show with the Purple Rose. Yeah, and it was a comedy. Yeah, and it was a, a wild comedy. A wild comedy called Vino Veritas by David McGregor, who is has a play running there mm-hmm. now as mm-hmm. well, a Sherlock Holmes play, um, and. Uh, it was awesome because I was laughing and I was, you know, it was just like, mm-hmm. it was not that there weren't low moments in the comedy, but it mm-hmm. felt so good mm-hmm. and natural and good to just like be open and laugh. And then uh, we did Bennett's song and it was the same thing. Like yeah. We were just. And then we went to Betrayed from that, we, where, <laughs> where we were not best friends. Then we, <laughs> then we killed them. <laughs> It, it was interesting when I, you know, catching up on these films. To, yeah. yeah. To why I watch Bennett songs first and then get the betrayed and watch you two not like each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Spitting on each other. Yeah. Actually, I gotta say the one scene uh, in the surveillance room is still. I love that scene. Love that scene. It was yeah. so so good. I put to, it in my ex- reel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I I love it. It it, it was so so uh, explosive with it with with. Very little. It was like, yeah, it was a very understated The scene. subliminal, we yeah. We didn't really say that much. No. But you, it was... Is that trickier when you when you have multiple roles like that in different films? Like where you just went from husband and wife and then the take to do another film where he's a villain. Does that make it tougher? Like, is it trickier to prepare for? And then to Agramon's Gate, to which is completely That was a big... Wild. Yeah, it was a tough transition. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Um, and the the prep time in between wasn't very much. Mm-hmm. We didn't have no. as much time. No, yeah, we were a couple months. Couple uh, months. Uh, yeah, we wrapped Bennett's song, and I think two and a half months later we started shooting the uh, uh, trade. Yeah, and uh, what I had to learn how to be a detective and mm-hmm. shoot a gun and um, all these yeah. things that I had never touched in my life. Yeah. So yeah, but at the end of the day, like yeah. You you put on all these extra things, but mm-hmm. you're you're still a human being. You're yeah. still talking to somebody still else. The, the the relational piece is still the same. Yeah. You just feel differently about people. Right. <laughs> you feel differently, but you you, you still carry still on human. You're not a you're not, you're not a robot. You're not an alien. Yeah. yeah. But you learn some other skills along yeah. the way. I was gonna say. I mean, we're obviously still professional. Still, you yeah. know, you're gonna mm-hmm. think off that character. I'm just curious. You know, does it take a little more preparation now to say, you know, you're 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 not Cool. It's you know when you're on set now and it's it's a whole different mentality. The the preparation I imagine has to be a little bit extra. It was. I mean, it was. I put in a little more work for mm. Betrayed. I think. Yeah. Because I. Did Most it. of that's in prep, though. When you yeah. hit right. set. Yeah, it's, set. It you're, was, you're right. It's, you just it's were all there. gone because it's not Susan. It's you know it's yeah. completely different. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? They say you forget you you do yeah. your homework, but you forget everything that you've learned once you get to set. Yeah, because if you're because thinking instinct. about that, then yeah, it's yeah. not real not anymore. Nope, <laughs> not gonna be true. <laughs> That's know? great. Uh, 
so uh, let, let's talk to uh, the aspiring actors. So, uh, you know, they just kind of decided that they wanted to be an actor. Um, uh, I, I have a friend of mine who used to be my fighter, and uh, mm-hmm. he started acting. He did a couple short films, same kind of thing. And then uh, he messaged me, like, you know, he wants to audition for films and this. And I'm like, cool, could definitely do that. I said, where are you, where are you training? And he goes, oh, I, I stopped fighting. And he had, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Where are you training your craft? Because for some reason, you understood that you had to train to fight. Yeah. But, um, so so far, he's a natural. Uh, and, and, uh, and, uh, so far, he's a natural. Uh, so like so what, what can you give advice for the people that are out there that want to be cast in bigger films that go places because I, I sometimes I, I don't think that they quite understand um, that there's a stuff you have to do to be credible, to be able to be truthful for an extended. And, and, and when you're talking about multiple scenes and stuff like that, yeah. to be able to hold that truth and, and, and make an audience believe you, it's tricky. So what would you say? What would I say? Um, well, uh, first figure out if you can do it. Yes. Um, because I do, I do believe that there is a natural ability. I agree. Um, not everybody is made to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was lucky that I was able to do it, but mm-hmm. I also could recognize if I wasn't. There's sometimes that I, I, I question that as well. Mm-hmm. But the times I think it, that's healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but once you figure it out, if you have like a knack for it, if it's something that you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, start, uh, you know, look for a teacher first, mm-hmm. yeah? Um, but look for a good teacher. Yes. Because <laughs> I've, had, I've had a bad teacher, too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not naming that, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, they can steer you in a completely wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure that you talk to the acting folks that have been around the block and yeah, have that- had training. Well, what you did, you admired Mickey Rourke, and and then you went after well, his. Well, yeah, that's you know the what one mean? way Mickey to do Rourke it. But, but <laughs> it absolutely who does is. that, man. Who does that though? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. What uh, would Mickey Rourke do? What would yes. Mickey Rourke do? <laughs> I'm gonna get that on a bracelet. <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah. So yeah, so so I, I like. And that. it turns out that but him that and Elizabeth ju- actually knew each other as children. Oh, that's funny. Isn't that weird? I, I told you my Mickey Rourke experience in Miami, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is awesome. Uh, and I hope he slowed down. I mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Awesome He's cat. He's still man. a rock but, star. Yeah, I'm sure he is. he is. He definitely is a rock star. That, yeah. that That's that's for sure. Um, so, yeah. So, seek out a, so a good coach. Seek out a credible coach. Credible, good coach. Um, somebody that's trained. Somebody that you like on screen. That you like, possibly that you yeah. like on screen, that yeah. teaches as well. Yeah. Um, I know. There's I'm a, saying that, that they're student. If, yeah. There's a lot of really good actors in Michigan. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there are a lot of, like, hacks mm-hmm. in Michigan as well. Yeah. I'm going to be straight. Yeah. Um, I love the Purple Rose. Mm-hmm. And they teach an acting class yeah. for beginners. That is wonderful. Um that would be a really lovely place to start. Mm-hmm. Rich Gotiri is a yeah. wonderful place to start yeah. Yeah. if you're interested in doing method. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I think his class starts on Monday, I believe. Oh, wow. Well, then I might be too double late, plugging, but maybe, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got one here. No, um, yeah. but uh, so that would be my first. And then, I mean, you can, you can seek out people outside of Michigan. 
Yeah. You can find coaches in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. They, Elizabeth taught remotely. She, we actually trained together even when I lived in Philadelphia. Yeah. And we would Skype. Yeah, uh, Sean Whalen, uh, who was just in uh, Three from Hell, and mm-hmm. he was in Twister and uh, People Under the Stairs, he does Skype acting, and he's really good. He yeah. is, uh, uh, he, he, uh, he's uh, a little different uh, on the coaching. He's a big fan of, of Sanford Meissner, okay. SMI, but, uh, but it, it, anybody who knows Sanford Meissner knows that that's a bit of a different touch uh, uh, on, on acting, period. So, yeah. uh, so just be prepared for that. Uh, uh, even though he does other techniques and stuff as well, yeah. he likes he likes he likes Sanford Meisner. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's so many different schools too. And yeah. if you're interested in method, there's Meisner. There's Stella Adler, mm-hmm. uh, who taught Brando. Yeah. Um, you know, there's Strasberg. Mm-hmm. You can you can go many different directions within that. Yeah. And then, um, you know, if you can attend a Maybe a workshop. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the Chicago Actor Studio. Toronto as well. Toronto has fantastic seminars. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes they'll uh, they'll come up here. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they'll travel. But Unfortunately, not a lot. Not a yeah. lot here yeah. as much anymore. Yeah. Um, but Disney. Disney comes here. Which yeah. is not Disney, but Disney that's a, a whole nother. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wink, wink, not nah, now. Nah. <laughs> I was, I got the next level yeah. I only have to pay $4,000 and fly to Orlando. <laughs> All right, yeah, good, good luck. Good luck there. Yeah. Sounds um, like it's working out. Yeah, you could use that <laughs> on, on some training. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, so once you found your teacher, uh, you can still audition. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be training to audition. And maybe you'll get some work. And I have learned. A part I, of your instrument is working. Yeah. I, I was going to say, you know, you, you stated earlier about starting in the independent films yeah. that weren't paid. I would think is you know if you're starting in acting and taking the classes, I would say to would was that a good experience? I would imagine it oh, was yeah. still a good experience yeah. to get on set to to get in front of a camera. Set experience is huge. Absolutely, I mean it. It taught me everything. Teaches you something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I could see the the learning curve from mm-hmm. doing the indies that didn't pay me anything to the ones that did. Yeah. Um, but whatever, you know, you got in front of a camera, yeah. and. I realized even then like that I needed to work on my camera technique mm-hmm. and I didn't figure that out until like, I don't think I figured it out for 10 years how to do it <laughs> properly. Yeah. And I still am figuring it out, but um, I was doing a lot of stage mm-hmm. also get out there and audition, Yeah, get a monologue together, figure out how to do that on your own. If you don't have a teacher, mm-hmm. you can't afford it, whatever, mm-hmm. figure it out, go to some auditions, see if you can get cast. I learned so much on the job. Yeah, right. there were times when I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't train and I had to work. Um, I was on stage all the time, but yeah. I learned so much there. Yeah. And then get your uh, get your union cards. Yeah. Get your SAG card. Get your equity card. T- t- tough in Michigan. But I'd still say after you pay your dues, it is the right decision to make. I got him here. Yeah. I got them both here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm it's saying I'm saying it's it's less uh, work in Michigan. Oh, um, uh, there isn't as much work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so no. that that's what that's, that's what I mean. True. There's uh, there's less, but but I do think, you know, if you become skilled at something and you have that equity, then yeah. you should be paid for it. Now, yeah, well, you have to get paid once you're equity and once yeah. you're right. SAG. But and then get an agent. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're a model, whatever, if you're an act, you want to be even, an actor. Even the I groups and Production yeah. Plus and all that jazz is still, uh, they might still good stuff. Still. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to have, I think, a monologue or something ready to show yeah. them. Yep. But once you have those things, then you kind of have to get on the train and start yeah. plugging away. Yeah. And, this and is read. Uh, read yeah. on your own. Yeah. Train on your own. Like the, an actor prepare, all the. Yep. Yeah, we, we just talked about I it, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. It, I, I think still think that that's the every actor should probably own that. You know, yeah, kind of right. Yeah, I was like when I first started, I was so hungry. Yeah, for books, reading. I reading, read reading. a lot of the Stella Adler books. Mm-hmm. That was she's got some beautiful like training, and mm-hmm. you can find it in the library. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and then I watched a lot of videos, Strasberg yeah. videos. Yeah. But I mean, you can you can you can find all that on your own. You, yeah, you listen to the Meisner, yeah. or yeah. You, you watch the Meisner DVD all the time. Yep, those are those are all tools. I read Just get as many Stanislavski tools as you can. to begin with, and yeah. all that jazz where the origination kind of of the method came. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. You, you brought up Bradley Cooper earlier, and how you know there's video footage of him at the the actor studio show mm-hmm. that you know I used to always watch where they would sit down with an actor, and it's a good hour and a half, two hour show or interview, yeah. and you know, Bradley Cooper is on multiple episodes where he was a student just asking questions yeah. like crazy mm-hmm. and, you know, it's hungry. Just tr- yes, yeah. exactly. As, yeah. a young, yeah. as a young kid. And that's, you notice that too, when you work with cast members, I mean, we went out and read for hours and hours mm-hmm. quite a few times before we even uh, shot anything of the film. And I, as a director, I'm the same way. If if you're in one of my films and you and you send me a message and say hey I want to meet and talk about the character I'll meet with you yeah. I'll run lines with you I like whatever I like that I love the Thank craft God. to that yes yeah. uh, so much that that the the whole thing of falling in love with the process is so true for me I, I love all of it so. I know it I and I you know one thing that I you just made me think of the two uh, theater and film mm-hmm. you in theater you have a rehearsal process mm-hmm. right. And you prepare Rigorous for weeks. Yes. And then you go up, shows up, and that's that. It's running. Mm-hmm. In film, you prepare on your own. Mm-hmm. And then you show up on set. And I love film because it's almost like you're in rehearsal yeah. for theater. You get to see all those like natural things that happen during theater rehearsals mm-hmm. on film, and you've captured it for eternity. Yeah, and that is the coolest thing about film. I think is that mm-hmm. that working on film is like rehearsing for theater for me. Yeah, yeah, I think you find a lot of of really true moments too mm-hmm. because of the lack of prep. of prep or like between the, the spontaneity. Each other. Yes. basically. Yeah, happened. I mean, we you and I read lines. I don't think we ever put a whole lot of emotion into it. Anything. No, we didn't. We always just like read it. Robots. <laughs> yes, robot reading. <laughs> robot reading, just to get that feel and the bounce and yeah. uh, and everything. And and that was memorize, really cool. Yeah, memorize. Know, memorize lines. <laughs> yeah, uh, that we didn't even touch on that memorization and how important that is and how many different techniques there are of it. Oh God! Uh, but memorization is huge. Um, and I think if you do it right, you'll probably hold and retain it pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I Still used to not, yeah. I used yeah. to not be good. Uh, Jerry was actually the one who said the cover method, where where you cover everything that you know, uh huh, and you just keep sliding the paper. And I he does and that? I, I really dig it. And I started doing. it. I'm like, man, yeah. I am retaining this better. Yeah. So I like it. I like that a lot. Yeah. But um, I just yeah, I just rep them and rep them and rep them yeah. as many times as possible until it's natural. Stick. Yeah. And then 
I mean, but it's hard. You know, like to it get is. to that point where you're you've forgotten the words. Yeah. And you know them already? Yeah. Where your mouth opens and the words just come out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when, when, I just when you're at yeah. the right, when you're at the <laughs> right place as an actor, uh, your lines is the only natural thing that can come out of your mouth when your partner says what they're supposed to say. It's so weird. <laughs> and it may have a, a, a word off because it's, it's so instinctive in the moment, but, but, it's, but, it's, but it's there. Yeah. And, and I, I love that. Yeah, the feeling at that moment where, yes, it's just becoming a natural. Now, do yeah. you guys feel that? With the Bennett song, like getting back into those characters for the, the Bennett song, was it? Did you when it was it just easily to to fall back into that and get? Into I had the, a very hard time. I I kept wanting to go back to Cole, not realizing that Cole was with me all the time, and 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 I was freaking out up until the day we were shooting, and, and I and I couldn't say anything that sounded and felt like Cole. Yeah, and and <laughs> then I get on set and we do the take, and I'm like, huh. Oh, that was yeah. cool. It's me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he was just suddenly there because it was all in the prep. But but I, but I, it was it was very, very frustrating for me to get back. I was not uh, sure of myself at all until we shot the first scene, and I'm like, wow, there he is. Almost even better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was really really weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, and but but I still believe that all that prep that I felt like I never needed, I probably needed. Yes. And that's probably why I landed there when we started right, rolling. So right. Got you there. Yeah. Like, you can All right. Do you have the a last nugget? We Our have words of wisdom? gone over, but, but yeah. We always do. Oh, that. We went over. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And yeah, we're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think today's episode is going to have a lot of people really digging it. I, I think yeah. it's great uh, advice. And I, and I think there's so many people out there that have natural talent. And if they only understood that, the difference between the street baller and Michael Jordan is the training. Um, yeah. If they get that, they Take can now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, so w what do you think? What do you want to say? Words of wisdom. Um, don't second guess yourself. Don't. I questioned, like, even though I knew I had talent mm -hmm. in the beginning, I questioned whether or not I should go down the path for many, many, many years mm -hmm. and have only recently committed yeah. Just commit to it. Wow. Commit yeah. to it because it's you. You know inside. You're not you know whole without it, it. Yeah. If you know you're supposed to be doing something, don't question it. Don't let yeah. anybody. It oh, when nobody, are you gonna get a real job and all the stuff? When just gonna, shake I mean, that I, off. you get that all every day, all, all day. You know, and just gotta forget about that and just yeah. ignore the noise. Ignore it. Yeah. yeah. And just yeah. trust your your soul and and go yeah. and do the work. I agree. And then, and I'll, I always tell people this, I, I mean, I worked for a couple of pretty big corporations and, mm -hmm. and, uh, you'd assume I'm happy. I had a really good paycheck. I worked yeah. in a field that I enjoyed, but I didn't love it. And, 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 and it didn't call my soul. Uh, now I'm, I'm way more broke than I ever been, <laughs> Me too. but, but my soul is on fire all the time. And yeah. I am so excited and passionate to be alive and to get to do this stuff that it's it's still way and all worth it. And I wish I would have done the same thing that you said. I wish I would have trusted what I felt a long, long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's always time. Yeah. You can't just start today, I guess. That's yeah. my word of nugget of wisdom. And, um, you know, if you feel empty without it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's like a it. good uh, 
That's a good rap. I don't even think we need to do a rap on this. I no, think that is the rap. I think that, that's Are all. we going to like rap? <laughs> yeah, right? Go for it. <laughs> that's your next one. Next right now is sitting with the Hollywood. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's good. <laughs> I say we, we say no. thank you for tonight. And I hope everybody who uh, watched and listened uh, got some nuggets and some um, some help from uh, from this whole thing. And I, and I, I hope it like sets was, you on fire. Yeah, I yeah. felt like I was more of a viewer today. So I didn't really. Yeah, I thought it would be fun for you, actually. Yes. Because I, yeah. think, uh, I think most people don't understand the craft of acting. So they just don't get it. And after getting exposed, they're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I remember acting before I knew what acting was uh, and it was so weird because when I finally kind of like I remember my coach in Sweden leaning in looking me in the face saying mean it and I was like ah you know yeah. <laughs> uh, because I said stuff and I didn't mean it and I didn't realize that if I don't believe that I am who I say I am and if I don't live as them nobody who nobody watches will. me is going to believe believes me. it nobody's going to believe yeah. me I, and unfortunately I see that a ton on screen yeah. and, and it, it, it's, it's just it just kills the craft. So just always look your partner in the eyes. Connect. Connect. Yes. That's like yes. the one thing you can always rely on. Yeah. Yeah. And that and will that everything will, else will follow. Yes. I agree. With that, we will say good night. Uh, this is Axis Harleywood, and yeah. uh, we are out. Thanks for having me. Thank you. <laughs>